Hello and welcome to Straight Dude Date Night, a show where two straight dudes discuss and review their most recent date. I am one of the straight dudes. My name is David Stallings. And I am the other straight dude, Ricky Rivera. Uh, today, literally, we just got back from seeing the brand new movie, Nope, uh, from Jordan Peele. It just came out like this past weekend. came out. About two hours ago when we watched it. For real, yes. Yep, it was didn't exist until we watched it. I love the time that we've started going to movies because even the week that it's just opened in the, uh, at 4 o'clock on a Wednesday in an IMAX theater, yep. it was empty. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing to watch, and there was no one else in the theater. I think I counted those seats before we uh, bought the tickets, and I stopped at like 200 and I was just like, this is too many people to not be. <laughs> it's such a massive theater. Like, I'm sure I've been there w during a premiere, like on a weekend. But to see it just completely empty, except for us and like two other two person groups, like it's such a it was it's such a weird feeling. Yeah, <laughs> it was different. Like, I, 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 but we specifically went to a different theater this time because uh, it was a real IMAX theater, uh, which I will say a first disappointment I had that I didn't realize I got used to was that the seats didn't recline. Or like I couldn't lay down, <laughs> which is the reason why we went to that theater, because the other theater we go to, I know those seats don't have recliners. So that's why I said we should try this other one. I know the quality was better, but I don't know about the seats, if they're the same or not. I feel so spoiled now because <laughs> I don't feel like I've gone to a movie that didn't have the... Yeah. Like, I could lay down and go to bed if I want to. <laughs> like, I felt so tight in these seats. Like, Which is why I like Dolby. We'll have to start seeing movies in Dolby. Okay, Dolby. We'll try Dolby they have next. the recliner seats and cool sound and okay. screens. But we saw this one in IMAX because it, it they advertise it everywhere. It was a big Shot deal. in IMAX film. The whole thing was in IMAX, which, to be fair, it looked phenomenal. Oh, yeah. It it, so oh, cool. I'm happy we saw it in IMAX. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, yeah, it was dope. <laughs> um, we, had, we had a good conversation already on the way home about our feelings with this movie. Ultimately, first off, uh, if you're new to the show... Uh, and you haven't seen this movie yet and you want to, there's going to be, we're definitely going to spoil this movie. We're yes. going to spoil everything about this movie. So pause the podcast if you need to. Um, but go ahead, pause it pause right it. here. Yep. Now go into the theater, watch the movie. Yep. Well, no, they've already paused it. They've, yeah, they can't hear us now. They can't hear <laughs> us now, so we can say anything we want. Just take your headphones off, watch the movie. Yep. We'll be yep. here. We'll be here. Okay, you're back. Okay, now okay. now that you're back and you watched the movie, mm -hmm. what'd you think? What'd you think? Here's what we think. <laughs> tweet us. Tweet at us. Um, so, I have to... I, I already said I was going to go into... This was a great movie. This was a really interesting movie. Uh, my biggest issue... No, I have two big issues. One of them is very much at the forefront. The monkey makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, the monkey arc. The Gordy, the Gordy, right? Is yes, the Gordy. There's a whole... I mean, the movie opens with this brutal scene about a monkey on a TV show that just basically kills a ton of people. Like, it just freaks out and kills a bunch of people. Um, and they elaborate on it a little bit, but it felt like it was an arc that I was so interested in. Yeah. And then they did not give me much on it. it 
towards the plot line, it was like nothing. It would have been a cool movie in itself to see up until that that moment. Mm-hmm. Like that would have been like a short film, you know, that would have been awesome. I mean, the scene of them because they they open with the scene and you have no idea what's going on. They go back to it later with the perspective of there is someone hiding under a table watching this. That's probably one of the most suspenseful scenes in the movie. Uh, and very clear spoiler, th- the monkey is suddenly shot. <laughs> yep. And both Ricky and I are like, oh! <laughs> yeah, I got scared. I, yeah. I jumped out of my seat. Like, I just, I, we, we talked a little bit about, like, how it could be relevant. But it doesn't, to me, it still doesn't make any sense. And there's a whole thing with a shoe, like. So that was the thing for me was the the Gordy stuff. I, I understood a little bit of like I, I, at least I think it's the problem with the Jordan Jordan uh, the Jordan Peele movies is that he makes them very open ended. It's just like you know oh there's so many things it could be create theories go wild internet. Mm-hmm. But like that shoe like why was the shoe just standing up? I thought that that was gonna have something to do with the alien attack moment like right <laughs> or something some sort of something. But they just kept focusing back on that shoe, just standing straight up. Mm-hmm. Which I—that was what kept peaking my attention. Anytime the monkey wasn't there on screen, I was like, "Look at that shoe!" Yeah, Crazy. it stood out. It was so prevalent in this scene. And as context, the this monkey is killing, is brutalizing this young girl in the scene. You don't see her face, but the the chimp is just basically beating the hell out of her. But. A, a huge note is that one of her shoes is off and it's behind it's like in the back portion of the scene and it's just on its heel standing directly up and it's like a huge point it's like zoomed in on it's a whole thing and they don't it has apparently no relation to the aliens like at all yeah that that was strange I I didn't understand that part of it. I, I I did enjoy what was going on for a second. I thought we were about to watch like a Planet of the Apes movie. Like, yeah, I, I was, it was like another trailer. Yeah, I was like, oh man, I guess I had no idea what I was walking into. <laughs> like with the with the Crawdads movie. Like yeah, we well we we purposely stayed away from like uh, stuff for this movie. Like I think I may have seen the trailer like once or twice. Yeah, on TV, but I I, I knew it was coming out and I wanted to go into it completely like because i i've seen the other movies that he's done and i see all the hype that goes into him mm-hmm. and this movie i didn't want hype to necessarily dictate my opinion on it yeah absolutely because i didn't want it to be like oh it's jordan peele i love it already because i love him yeah he's, he's amazing everything he does mm-hmm. i was like so i, I wanted to see this movie for what it is and just try to even forget that he made it yeah <laughs> which you can't because you know he leaves his mark that's just his mark is just making these characters so relatable and just mm-hmm. like it's just an everyday person, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like the first time I've ever seen vaping in a movie. Yeah. But it felt so casual. It felt like, yeah, I see my friends do that too. Like, yeah. The whole time I thought of my buddy who's who vapes all the time, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's a real thing. Yeah. No one our age smokes anymore. That's not a thing anymore. No. Like, no. Yeah. So when you see movies about na- modern day times, and it's like I got a pack of cigarettes. It's like that. That's a very like old thing. No. That yeah. That's <laughs> an that's a older person thing now that we don't. I don't recall the last time I saw someone in their 20s smoking. I'm sure it happened somewhere, but I don't see that at all. Yeah. Um, but to that point, too, one of the things that I liked the most about this movie was the – and this is an ironic thing to say because the movie is about aliens and trying to see them. Uh, 
but one of the things I really liked was how realistic it felt. Yes. With the the character responses to the events around them. I'd say the first three quarters of the film, like every circumstance uh, where crazy stuff is happening um, or just very suspenseful things are happening, like their responses are extremely relatable. Yeah. Of just, I, I like why the movie is named Nope. Yeah. And it's just a response I feel like I would have of like nope. something crazy happened. Just, nope. Yeah, yeah, like there's a UFO above his head in yep. the car. He says, "Nope, nope." Shuts the door, falls asleep. That's a great. That's a great reason to name the movie that. Honestly, I, I probably would have just done the same thing. Honestly, if if something was like that above my head and I just witnessed it, I'd be like, "I've accepted it." Yeah, I feel like it's a worse circumstance for me to get out of the car or leave the house right now. Yeah, I'm just I'm awake. I'm gonna just sit here. Yeah, most movies would have just been like him getting out of the car screaming. Get in the house as they're already in the house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like no, he just he just stayed there and just accepted what was coming. Right. So I I really liked that part of this movie. Um, I think most of my I think most of my gripes with this film though is that like like three quarters of the way in, there is this amazing scene of just the house that they're in is being destroyed. Oh and it is one of the most intense scenes I feel like I've seen in a movie in a long time, right? Would yeah. you say that? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. It, it that was. I was watching that scene, and I know people always say like you know Jordan Peele is the new king of horror, <laughs> and just watching that scene, I was like, yeah, this is awesome. Like this is scary. It was. There's nothing happening, and I'm terrified. Like this house is just getting dumped with blood. Like there's no there, and there's no suspense of like. At any moment, you know, somebody's going to come in and murder us. Mm -hmm. It's just solely like whatever's happening outside is terrifying. Yeah. And I think that's such a I don't watch like horror movies that much. But one of the things I found really interesting was that like the fact that we knew exactly what the thing was, what was doing this. And we knew nothing. I mean, from what we saw, it couldn't hurt them in the house or in the car. But the terror of seeing exactly what was happening just blood raining down on this house yeah. and the like body pieces body and pieces and whatever jewelry or metal that they happen to have on them all being ejected out and raining down like it was this terrifying moment but following that and they stayed true the whole time in that scene of like the realism of this moment of how intense it is how scared you would be and just trying to deal with it. How do you get rid of this thing or how do we survive? Like that was awesome. Following that, I progressively did not like this movie <laughs> anymore. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You kind of peaked like, like that's like the ending of a movie is when you bring out the scariest part, you know, mm -hmm. like that was probably you, you're right. Like what? Three fourths of the way in. I think it was about three quarters. Yeah. That felt like the, it, looking back, that's like uh, the climax in a way. But the rest of the movie that still had to happen was so much. Uh, but, I, and I, I, I talk so much about the realism with this in that following this scene, I don't feel like they were realistic at all. Because the original intent behind this movie is just, well, we saw a UFO. And yeah. now we need... I want money, and if I get real footage of the UFO, I will likely get money in some capacity. 
right? Following this horrific event, they're like, yeah, this priority yeah. is still to film the thing. No, it's back. not. Nope. I'm gone. What are you talking about? Yeah. That that blew my mind. You know, and, and looking back at it, the that scene, so terrifying. But that so that's what this this animal whatever UFO thing you the anim the, the what did they call it? I think at one point they called it an extraterrestrial animal. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what they refer to it as. Or they, I mean, Stephen Ewan's character gives it the name the viewer. I think the viewer, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which it so it has this moment where so now we know a little bit of how it works is you know once it eats and digests it spits out right. Yeah, and it's horrific. Uh, the thing I didn't understand though is we had already seen it do that once. Which was the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. when it kills his dad. Yeah, it shit it like it like uh, it shoots out like all of these, these coins and keys and wedding rings. Yeah, and it's like whatever kind of jewelry that people end up having on them, like a watch or the spare change in their wallet, like all of that stuff. As it finishes eating, it basically shot that out into an area. Yeah, which so I understood that, but like, where was all that the first time then when that happened? You know what I mean? Like that yeah. felt. That felt like nothing compared to the intense of this one. Yeah. So maybe it only had eaten like one person potentially. Because sec- when he does it above the house, he had just eaten a whole crowd of people. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand how, like, if it, was, if it was a creature that was living in the general area and feeding and surviving off of people, like, you got to be in a, in a more, uh, what is it? A more populated area to survive right. then, right? Right, yeah. And, like, they made it very clear. When this thing was eating, when it did, when it was acting, it's not, like, hidden. Like, you yeah. see the stuff happening. Um, so I don't understand how no one saw it. Um, Especially, they're, like, right in the outskirts of Hollywood. Yes. So, like, on top of it, we're also, like, it's not like this is just some small town in the Midwest. This is Los Angeles. <laughs> like, yeah, it was on like the away. outskirts of Los Angeles or Hollywood. Like the the main characters, they live on a a horse ranch that's dedicated to creating like stunt horses, basically. Yeah. So they're 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 in the middle of nowhere, but not really, not far. Yeah, not far from the middle of nowhere. Of Fry's Electronics setup service away. You're right. It's so not far. A reasonable distance because I, I think I don't think Fry's Electronics service is outside. But that's you know beside the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, I, yeah. I just I couldn't understand the like I couldn't understand how this thing survived for so long, just chilling there. And the first scene of the movie, or like the scene of it first ejecting metal out, um, it, like it's six months prior to the main events of the movie. So in between that, it, nothing happened apparently, or no one saw anything, even though they're talking about that. It feeds like every day. So it, it feeds every day because the, this, uh, that's what they, the rodeo show is. Cause he's saying like, Oh, for the last six months, we've been watching this thing feed because mm-hmm. they're feeding it horses. Right. So they're the ones who have been feeding it all okay. this time. That's what he's saying. He's like, me and my family have witnessed this thing. We know that um, Haywood Farms is going downhill because he, he can't run the company out of nowhere, by the way. Yeah. He's been able to do it with his dad for years. Dad goes. He can't do it no more. I understand. Fine. But he's selling the horses off over the last six months. Remember he said he sold like 10 horses mm-hmm. to them? Yeah. So that implies that he's been feeding them. Mm-hmm. 
but how has he never noticed? Because he can see they're like he ru- can see them in front from his house. There's a scene where he literally goes out in front of his house and sees the lights, which that makes yep. sense now because there's a scene where the, the lights are pointing towards him because mm-hmm. they know what's coming. Yes, uh, that does make sense. But yeah, the the two uh the two acres of land, these two places, the ranch and this theme park, are right next to each other. Like you see this thing, like feeding. It's, I, I, I. It's it's weird to try and like, try and criticize the alien like being yeah. seen or not. Like I get that suspension of disbelief for this, but as I already think more on the movie, that part is like that doesn't make sense to me, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, there's a lot happening, and I think there's a lot of plot holes that can be created if you look deep enough which is what this podcast which is, is about right, <laughs> right? Which we're doing but that's but that's the other end of it is uh when you're really good at creating stories and like this is you know when people label you like the king of horror and the king of storytelling in this mm-hmm. there's got to be you know what i mean like if you're going to be more critical in that way yeah like i think it's okay to be a little bit more critical if this was you know somebody's first time doing a movie i'd be like like, if this was his first movie, I'd be like, kudos. Great. Yeah. It's, it's only his third that mm-hmm. he's done. But Get Out and Us are so good. And, like, they, you know, again, there are some plot hole things mm-hmm. that he leaves very open-ended. But he's aware of that. So it's like it's either now it's intentional or he just doesn't know how to fix that gap. Or maybe there is something there and we're just not smart enough to figure it out. I'm probably going to go with that. Uh, that's probably <laughs> it. To that's be probably fair. what it is. <laughs> I am not a writer, a director, a producer. I'm not one of those. But I, I just... And I think the movie is... I mean, I have a bunch of... There's a bunch of gripes that I have with the movie that I think more... When I think more about it. But the movie is really solid for the first three quarters. The Oh, yeah. The... F- final act is very it's very random to me the jean jacket arc the jean jacket arc like i i i i can't get over the idea of i just watched this thing brutally like basically threaten me and my sister and my house right. and it is trying to kill me and my response is I still need to film it. And that doesn't make that doesn't make any sense to me. The plan was really cool to see of them trying to lure the thing out, potentially get it into a compromised position so that they could film it uh, was really cool. But suddenly there's a TMZ guy on a bike out of nowhere. (laughs) It's also like an all silver very alien-like, almost. Yeah, it was a bizarre <laughs> outfit from this guy in the middle of nowhere, and he's saying he's going to the theme park, which does have a road to it, but he's going through the ranch? Mm, that seems weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and for him to just be like, oh, yeah, this section's just a blur on the map. You know that, right? Yeah, so I have to investigate it right now. And it, yeah. it's so important to TMZ... To see what's happening on this blur in the map. Yeah, it's so strange. Like, if it's TMZ level, like, big enough for them to try to get paparazzi out to see some aliens or whatever. But also, nobody else is filming this. Until out of nowhere at the end. At the end, ever, it... 
like like a camera crew out of nowhere and like news channels were there just out of nowhere. Yeah. And it's like, where did the hell? Like, where did these guys just come from? They appe- they appeared miraculously. I would say they are more alien than the alien is. <laughs> like, that was wild. And then the there's a character that's like a cinematographer who's like the main person trying to film it, oh. and he has like his whole setup that doesn't. It's not electronic. Old handheld film and he, cranker. He knows what he's doing, and they're gonna get the impossible shot. And it's in this final arc that he's becomes a big part of the movie. They definitely get the shot. They get a ton of shots of the alien. It's more oh, yeah. about just trying to survive during it. Um, out of nowhere, he decides like, "This is too like the light over there is too magical. We don't deserve the impossible." And then just kind of steps out. And then intentionally lures the alien over and then dies with the equipment and the film. <laughs> and he's just filming it. Ah! Like, yeah, cool. You got the film now of you getting of you getting lifted up and now you're dying, but it's destroyed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, what was the point? Like you just Nah, this is not this is too much. I'm just gonna go out. It it made it was such a random wrench to throw in the film. And they, they already had learned prior of, like, how to deal with the thing. It's like a horse. Don't look at it, and it won't freak out, basically. Yeah. And they start doing that. While it's mad, they just stop looking at it, and it doesn't hurt them. No, it doesn't hurt them. And so they got the shot, and he's like, we talked about that there was a possibility that he was like, well, we made it mad already. So I need to step out and sacrifice for this, right? He didn't even feel like it was a sacrifice. It though. wasn't. It didn't, because I, I thought for a second maybe he was sacrificing himself too, but then I was just like, it's gone though. It left. It left. It left. You coming back out and yelling like that brought it brought back. It back. <laughs> this all could have been avoided if you just, just stayed where you were. Yeah. And also, why do we care so much about random TMZ guy? I don't know. I mean, I guess the humanity of it. The is humanity like, yeah. of it was the main thing, I think. But there was, I mean, when the aliens coming back, it's like, okay, the guy is not cooperating. He does not understand what's going on. Like, Yeah, also this thing just like almost killed us. Just dumped buckets of blood and body parts all over my house. Ugh. I left. I've come back now. Because this is the one thing I need to do is get this shot and nothing's get gonna this stop me. Sh- yep, I don't care if I die. I need this. But shot. I will literally, I will literally put my life on the line for random TMC guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that just felt weird. Like who also, by the way, is, could probably get the shot before I do. He's already filming it. Yeah, he's yeah. filming it from afar. He has footage of this thing because mm-hmm. he's he's visually he literally said it on his. Like he's I have it on my camera. Yeah, I th- I think that whole that whole final arc didn't make much sense to me simply because the priority for some reason was filming it which uh, like they end up accident i would say accidentally finding a way to kill the thing by the end again big spoilers for this podcast oh <laughs> um i mean but like the priority or like the story i think or should have been like okay now this is a real threat like yeah. we need to get rid of it Second priority is like 
we should also try to film it because we'll still get we'll still make bank if we can do that. Oh, we're gonna get paid. Yeah, we're gonna make so much money. Also, if it's dead, no one else can film it, and there's proof because the corpse of it is on the ground. Like, <laughs> but also, but then there was the the aspect of like they could film it from far away though. That was weird to me. I don't. I. <laughs> because right, because they were they were definitely capturing it on their cameras from far away. Yeah. They're so, looking directly at it. Yeah, so so that really does kind of mean that like I think they're like they got the shot at the end, of course, but I don't think that the the whole time they don't make it seem as if they're trying to get a photo of it. They're trying to get video evidence that this thing is real. Mm-hmm. Which again, they accomplished that. Yeah. But they also got it on their digital cameras. Yeah. They saw the whole thing. I <laughs> I thought that then, was strange. Even to that point. The whole goal of the movie is we want video footage. You know what happens by the end? They don't get any. They get a photo. <laughs> they get a photo. <laughs> they get a photo from the theme park on accident. Which is an awesome photo. It looks cool as hell. That that better be like a poster with Ooh. this movie later on. Like it was that whole scene of seeing the thing become like its full form of what it could really be was beautiful and terrifying at the same time. Uh, but, like, it was a really interesting finale for it, but, like, the goal was never we need to kill the thing. The goal was always we just need to film it. Yeah. So I didn't understand the... I don't understand how you can get to that mindset, you know? Yeah. I, I did love... I, I will say, though, the the one thing I want to give praise to is... That this movie, you know, again, this this creature, that is such a good twist to an alien movie. Oh, yeah. Is, no, it's not a UFO. This is an animal in the sky. Yes. Like, this is an extraterrestrial animal. And I was like, whoa, that is cool. Like, whatever Jordan Peele was, you know, whatever he was taking at the time to think <laughs> of that <laughs> right, is impressive. And they, they do a really good job of making you, like, like kind of what is validating your initial idea of what a flying saucer means, right? Because they start alluding to, like, well, there's then that means there's people inside of it, right? And they're capturing them, and what are they doing to them kind of thing. Yeah. So they they really reinforce that idea for you. I was like, okay, yeah, when are we going to see the aliens, right? Yeah. Um, To pull the rug out and prove and provide a concept that I truly have never thought of before. That alone, I think is the stroke of genius with the movie uh, is just the constant completely shattering that illusion of that. No, it's not a mechanical thing in the sky. It is a sentient living creature. Yeah. Like a lion or an ape. Like it's it's terrifying. And it uses the mountains as like, like what a, what a cheetah would use uh, as like bushes as cover and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. It does that with the mountains. That's why it moves so smoothly behind them. Yeah. And it's so cool like to just watch that. Or the clouds is it, it camouflages itself as a cloud. Yes. As in as a lion would, you know, in a bush. Mhm. So it's like that aspect of it is scary. That yeah. that's terrifying. Could you imagine seeing something like that come out the sky? Well, having the realization that it's it's just eating people is like oh. and they show it happening at one brief I, moment I, and it was oh my gosh. I would have loved just a little bit more of that because like that right there was the, the horror. That honestly, was the scary. Part. Honestly, me too. 
that scene was too short in my opinion even though i was like i can't believe i'm seeing this and having this revelation of what the thing is and for some reason i need i wanted it to be a little longer to really take that in i don't know why (laughs) no it was so cool it was like um like if you were in a pile of like inflatable bounce houses that are deflated (laughs) <laughs> and it's all going into a shredder like, right oh my gosh it was so cool i was i was so like i was like that's a fear is being like stuck inside of an inflatable bounce house like that yeah and that's what it looked like they were just getting slid through that and oh. what's interesting too is back to the point of the realism behind the movie they show these people having been caught up captured into it and then they're being sucked in and it's not like there's a bunch of teeth or anything it's more like a tube like an inflatable tube that they're going in and there's yeah. a moment on this woman's face where she like realizes what's happening and then screams. And you can see like the realization of I'm about to die yeah. in this horrible way. Yep. And it was truly terrifying. Like I'm getting kind I'm kind of getting shivers right now thinking about it. like Yeah. This was a in a snap too. In a snap it killed them. Cuz you yeah. cuz as it flies around you hear the screaming. Ugh. And when it hangs above you hear all the screaming and then just and it's just gone. This was tr- it truly was a heart-racing film. Like it was this was a good movie when it was there. Like when the suspense was there, I was so involved and so in it. Mhm. When when uh and even when they peeled back the curtains of like what this is, I was still pretty horrified. Yes. And the the creature they did a great job with. Like the creature the whole time I was like, Yeah, this is so cool. It comes out to its final form. Mm-hmm. It's like a peacock spreading its wings. You're like, That's amazing. But in reality that means back the F off. Like, you know <laughs> like, yeah. when I, when in real life that means either like I'm I'm attracted or get away. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even think about that. It yeah. expands because it's like I'm not messing around anymore. Yeah. Right? Oh my gosh, it's even worse. Like it's trying to it's trying to be big. Mhm. Um when it already is. Like Yeah, so that part of it was awesome. It was the it was the stuff they're trying to add in like with like the monkey, the Gordy stuff. And again, I'm sure the Gordy thing probably has some real life there's probably a deeper meaning underlining with it. meaning of, you know, us trying to tame animals for money or something with that. But the way they executed that, like, it was all tied to... I don't even remember Stephen Ewan's character's name. Um, but Stephen Ewan, Ewan's character, uh, like, the whole thing with this monkey, the, Gordy, was heavily tied to his character yeah. and his backstory and his arc. I don't know his name either. But <laughs> the... Which that how on earth did we go this movie and not know his name? That's weird. But um, his name is is Ricky. Whoa! What are we doing? Okay, Ricky. Ricky yeah. Jupe Park, which that makes sense because it's Jupiter's. Jupiter's Clint. Cause yeah. It, okay, so because he kept yeah. Okay. Okay, that part. Ricky didn't hear that once. No, I would have. I would have remembered that. Yeah. I think that's an easy name for me to remember. <laughs> but what's interesting with like the monkey thing is that there, pr- yes, there's probably some deeper meaning with it. But the person it was tied to, he was he he was hardly in the movie, and after they try to explain it, he's just gone. He's out of the movie. He's dead. Which and in the trailer he's in a lot. He's in a lot of the trailer. They re- I don't know why they. I mean he's a he's a really solid actor and he's getting bigger and bigger. Um, like I was really excited to see him in this. Yeah, movie. Yeah, I was too. Yeah. And he did great in the scenes he was in, but like. 
that was I definitely feel like that was a marketing thing in a way because he's not in the movie. He's barely in the movie. Yeah, and I, I think Jordan Peele even said he the trailer was designed that way because he didn't want people to know much of the story. That makes sense. Which I, I respect that. You know, they mo- s- mo- trailers do give out way too much. They start the movie with a scene about a monkey. I was completely thrown off. Yeah, <laughs> no, I was too. Maybe that's what it was there for. Maybe it was to take us away and make you think, you know. Which I can appreciate the trailer that's like, we're just giving you the thriller aspect so that you'll come see this. I actually don't want to know the entire plot no. of the movie in yeah. the trailer i don't know why that's becoming more consistent but it is <laughs> yeah yeah i agree yeah i mean there's trailers are they can tell a lot that's i mean when you when when like you know people like us who say i'm not gonna watch much about it because it'll give away too much mm-hmm. this is probably the one time we could have watched stuff about it because it wouldn't have given away too much oh yeah i had i mean i had very little idea i just knew this was about aliens in some way and that's all i knew yeah uh going into this I mean, it del- it it delivers. I think if you think too much about the plot, you're gonna real you're gonna realize like, mm, I don't like that. That's where I'm at right yeah. now. Yeah. Um. I I will say one of the comparisons I made on the drive home was that I think this movie, if you like a quiet place, if you've seen a quiet place or a quiet place two, mainly the first one, if you've seen a quiet place, this movie felt extremely similar, in that. The horror is also knowing that the thing is real. And then the movie is mainly about how do we actually deal with it? Yeah. Can we deal with it? Yeah, because there's an aspect of don't look at it. Otherwise, it'll. Yeah. Yeah. They have don't look at it. A quiet place is don't make a sound. You can look at it. Don't make a noise. It's the same kind of premise with it. I I think that is very interesting. And those are. Those are the few horror movies I've actually seen. And I during them I'm really enjoying it and it feels realistic. Yeah. You know? Yeah, those movies are suspenseful. Yeah. Uh so I would say in general, if you've seen if you've seen A Quiet Place and you like that, uh you will probably like this movie. Yeah, uh, they do have pretty similar mechanics in the sense of like how to like figuring out how we deal with this thing. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. Um yeah, it's 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 a unique movie. It's different for sure. Yeah, I I enjoyed I enjoyed where he pulled this vision out from, the Gordy thing. I'm definitely gonna go home and probably do some research. <laughs> you know, what see a if time. there's some meaning. Yeah, I gotta go do homework for a movie. You know, that's where we're at now. I. <laughs> <laughs> that's so mean. <laughs> Yeah, like I just watched it. Why, why, why do I have to go have somebody explain it to me for thirty minutes on I YouTube? Sh- I should be. Ab- I mean, I that's what people talk about it. That's what we talked about last time a little bit too. Was like, does the movie stand well by itself? Do I leave feeling like I understood everything that happened? Right? Yeah. Why do I? Unless it's unless these are cliffhangers that are supposed to set up a sequel, an intentional sequel. Then cool. But I don't get that vibe, and it felt like this monkey and the shoe standing up were extremely important, and I I, I feel dumb. Like, I, why don't I understand? It? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I I think with Jordan Peele, I, I I think I feel this way too about the other two movies. He would be ten times. He could make his movie or his his story ten times better. If it was a TV show, like if it was a if TV it was show. a limited series, yeah, like a limited series show, like imagine like this for like ten episodes, hour each. Oh. We could have gone into some crazy depth uh, of how things are related. Yeah, it would have been really cool. 
part of you know what makes it fun was we got to see it and it does leave you wanting more. Yeah. Which you know I do I do enjoy that aspect of it because here we are yeah. wanting more. Yeah. Like I want more. I want more content of it. I want a little bit more storyline into that. And that's a testament to how well done the movie was. By the way, this is not a bad movie by any no. means. No, it's really. Picking at it right now. And wanting a TV show from the movie is probably one of the bigger compliments you can give out. Yeah. Because I, I want more content mm-hmm. like this. I I agree with that. I think if it, if they had the opportunity of a limited series, it would have been I, – I, that would have been phenomenal to watch. Oh, uh, yeah. And I feel like they, prob- they had a lot that they could have gone into. We could have learned a lot more about the Ricky character. Uh, he does not feel relevant to the movie. <laughs> No, no. The only relevance he has is is uh, that he's kind of shady. Kind of shady for no. Re- he's like so rude. Like I just <laughs> there's a whole point in like you basically start to understand of like he's buying horses from the main character. These horses are being fed to the monster to the alien, and then when he's about to showcase this to his theme park, he invites. The person he bought the horses from, and that man has also requested to have the ability to buy the horses yeah. back. Like, yeah, it's and, and he works there. a deal. He, oh, and that makes sense why he wants to buy the ranch too. By the way, I think he almost feels bad for for the the Hayward family in a way because he's like, because he does show that remorse of like, I want to buy your ranch, mm-hmm. but that's because he knows it's the aliens like feeding ground. That makes sense. So, so this, so this character Ricky is the only one that really knows what's happening, kinda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the sense that, like, it feeds, like it's hungry. Mm-hmm. I think he understands it's an animal in an aspect, and that's probably why they're showing some of the backstory of with the monkey is because he knows, at the end of the day, like this is an animal. Yeah. We probably treated it poorly, and that's why. And, and I think he thinks because the monkey, the only person, the monkey, you know, attacks everybody in that uh, cat or in that set. Except for Except him. Except for him. Mm-hmm. So he thinks that he has some a way with animals that can tame them or can create that connection. Yeah. So you could see it on his face when the alien or when the the alien is right above him. On his face, he's like, "This isn't supposed to happen." <laughs> right. I should be the one that's you know accepted because that's already I've already done this. Yeah. <laughs> I think we needed, like, it was cool to go into the backstory with that, but. I don't understand how anyone could see this see this creature and understand how dangerous it is and think I'm I'm able to tame it. Like I can't even think about that with like a lion. I can't believe that we are able to do that with like Zeus. Yeah. So I I feel like we needed a scene that was backstory of Ricky as an adult in like see him seeing this and beginning to understand it or him studying it like i don't know how you how you spend the time to actually understand it and then we're just he knows everything about it in a way yeah like yeah yeah i i I think probably what would have helped us and where again like a lot of your gripes come from for this movie i think if instead of making the the monkey arc a very like prevalent this could have some underlining thing to the movie mm-hmm. that could have been just like a quick 10 minute flashback for him yes and then it's like oh i have all the context i need of this of this character mm-hmm. right here yes but like i felt but then but then that whole scene too it's just like 
the shoe is standing up. What does this mean? <laughs> like, they they made that scene too important. Uh, honestly, they they put too much emphasis on that part. Yeah, because the whole time I'm thinking, what? Where does the shoe come into play? The shoe is in Jupiter the Claim. He kept it. What? Like it's important. Why? It's got to be tied to the alien somehow. We zoomed in on it. Yeah. <laughs> like, which I, I think it does show a little bit of uh, one thing that I'm just now thinking of, though, that is kind of funny is uh, when when he's in the first scene or when early on in the movie, you know, he's, he's trying to get the horse to do that scene. And everybody's just ignoring all of the safety precautions. Yes. Hollywood knows about the Gordy incident. Yeah. They, so, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of wild. I do love that, like, this thing happened in this universe. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, no, nah, we still don't care about it, though. Yeah. We've had a crazy <laughs> incident where there where six minutes passed where a monkey went crazy on set. Which is why we have safety precautions in Hollywood now. Yeah. Don't care. No one cares. <laughs> I just I loved it. No I one cares. It. Yeah. I love that that was it. But I mean, that's, you know, modern day. That's reality now. We don't we know this. The bad things happen. I don't care. I mean, like the the one thing I can think back to is like I don't I don't think that is true to true the reality with Hollywood specifically because like when stuff does happen they it, it's a whole thing they freak out yeah. um I'm mainly thinking back to I mean COVID was rightfully like brand new precautions are set right. up for that right and in the credits there's a whole section dedicated to the COVID supervisors and everything COVID testers, but production, COVID team. Yeah. Even more recently, though, I'm thinking about the set of Rust. Uh, I don't know if you if you had heard about this, where uh, Alec Baldwin was yeah. on set and given a gun. Yep. And it had a live a live round, which somehow in it. Um, that could be its own whole whole thing on that. <laughs> as a result of that, like there is a huge like reaction in Hollywood to it. Right. Rightfully so, I would say. Of we apparently we we don't have good enough oversight on things like this. Uh, we need to be better about that. Yeah. So all of that to say, if a if a chimp went crazy on set, <laughs> yeah, murdered people, and we had to shoot it to, to stop it, <laughs> there's. There's a whole different set of rules and regulations in that universe is Hollywood, I would say. Yeah. With any animal. <laughs> With anything. Yeah. From then on out. And nope. They just. Nope. That's the name of the movie. Just <laughs> threw a mirror in front of the horse's face for no reason. Uh, that was weird. And also kept standing behind it, even with yeah. the trainer saying. Hey, uh, don't stand behind it. Hey, don't stand behind it. <laughs> yeah. That was interesting. That was. That was good, but I, I I do wish that that person did get kicked in the face. So uh, I'm gonna dock it one banana for that alone. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just to giving it the pre-ranking. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Good to know. Good to know. I will say as a as a final note too, we didn't really go into things with like the actors that much. One of the things we've we talked briefly about was that um, the acting was solid. I don't think there was a really solid arc for the main character. Yeah. The arc was kind of alluded to at the beginning of like, he, I mean, he's grieving, but he has he has very clearly been trained in this world. So he knows what he's doing, but he there there's an air of personality about like he does not know how to express himself or to actually take charge 
in a way. Uh, and I don't feel like we saw any – we didn't see much of a change. What, do you, do yeah. you agree or no? Yeah, and, and, and I, I thought for like a minute that like, well, this kind of makes sense because his dad, you know, was the one doing everything. Mm-hmm. But then they go back and talk about some of their childhood of how like the dad chose him to be the next, you know, the next one. Yeah, from a very young age. And so, like, and then there's a scene of him as a kid being pretty confident about it. Like, I got mine on you. Like, yeah. he knows what he's doing. So, mm-hmm. like, that right there built my confidence back up. They, no, no, like, the, for years he's known he's going to be the one to take over there eventually. Mm-hmm. Because the sister literally says, like, this is my side hustle. I only do this because it's family. Yeah. It's very much like, oh, it's just the family business, so I help out from time to time. But it's something I don't want to be involved in. Yeah. And so it's weird that he, like, doesn't know what to do, but they talk about it many times that he's been on production sets. He, he did the Scorpion King. Yeah. (laughs) So he's, he's clearly a trained person with this. He knows what he's doing. So it was, it was kind of a weird way to try and, to try and begin an arc. And I don't feel like we saw much from that, Um, which makes sense. There was so much going on, but even with uh, Kiki Palmer's character, too, I don't really feel like much was really, like, elaborated on with it. Other than, I think the the best part was just seeing the two of them get closer to each other because of what they're dealing with. Yeah. And I loved that as soon as uh, the main character, uh, OJ is his name, uh, as soon as OJ saw the UFO for the first time, his sister had no questions believed him which probably i probably would have a question but it wasn't she was on board pretty quickly and that formed a a better connection between them yeah you definitely can tell they're brother and sister in that like like they made that connection very strong i think because i think Mm -hmm. if my little brother came up to me and started telling me about this alien he saw Mm -hmm. i'd probably i'd be a little skeptical but (laughs) i'd believe him yeah, just because like you know we're pretty close, like you know what I mean. Yeah, so, like, you know your you know your family, and it's like, are your you are saying this really? Yeah, if okay. there's anybody you trust the most, it'd probably be even if you don't believe it, you trust the person, <laughs> your family more than most. Yeah, I wonder how I how I would be if like my dad came up to me and was like, David, I swear, I saw a UFO. It was in a cloud over the backyard. I I saw it. I swear. And like, it's I my dad who I trust, who I trust so much. Yeah. Like, I, so I liked that it was very quick of like, I'm on board uh, because we're family and I know you. And you know, she has doubt. They don't make oh, it yeah. like, like, oh, I believe you. I knew there was aliens here the whole time. She has doubts, uh-huh. but she's definitely like, but you know what else am I going to do? This sounds fun. Yeah, this sounds interesting. And I, I think that's, that's an an interesting part of the movie too like until they start seeing people die the first half is like this is a fun thing this is a chance at a lot of money yeah there is no thought of like this is an extremely life-threatening situation we're putting ourselves into um which again is like with my perception of UFOs, like what we think about with that, I think that's real. I think that's realistic. Yeah. Of uh, my reaction is, oh, you saw a UFO? That's awesome. Let's try and let's try and get a video of it. Not, 
if you really saw one, what does that mean for my well-being? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah. I I love I love uh, like you were saying, like the acting was great. Just felt like everybody was kind of a side character. Yeah, like the side character is is Kiki Palmer to main character OJ, mm-hmm. but she becomes more of the main character throughout mm-hmm. the movie as it goes. Like I feel like it was more so she's the main character than him at, at, at times. But like it's just like he's he's very clearly the main character. Mm-hmm. But that's why I'm like they, they all just feel like side characters. Yeah, which I love. I, I mean, I could be okay with that if like they were okay with just killing him off. Like I think Game mm-hmm. of Thrones is like the best example of like every character is a side character because no and there are no safe characters. Right. And I I do like that sometimes, but this was like no everybody's safe. They're just all side characters. I think the first thought that came to mind when they they made it very clear that neither of neither the brother nor the sister died during during all of this. Um but I I think that they may have done that specifically because Again, comparing to A Quiet Place, uh, which if you haven't seen that, here's a huge spoiler. Uh, John Krasinski dies in it at the very end, right? Uh, And I have read interviews about he regrets doing that because now it's a whole universe thing and it's his creation. He wants to be in it. (laughs) Yep. Um, And so I wonder if that's a similar thing of like, we really like this actor as our main character. If this took off... We don't want to limit ourselves, you know. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Well, and that and and I, I can't remember his name, Daniel. I don't know how to Daniel pronounce his last name. Kaluuya, Kaluuya, I think is I think is the last name. He's in the he's in Get Out. He's the main character in Get Out. Mm-hmm. So Jordan Peele definitely loves using him. They seem to work together a lot now. There was a preview, preview of a, a movie that they are uh, making together. There, which is great. Which keep it looked, fin- which looked fascinating, and I'll, I want to see it. Like, yeah, keep it coming. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I, I, I kind of see what you're saying. Is it's like I would love to either see a universe of this, mm-hmm. or just keep them one-offs, and you know, everybody's nobody's safe. Well, the thing with ho- the thing with Hollywood too is that they are they're constantly looking for what is the what is an idea that can produce so much money oh, for yeah. us. So like. When one does hit big and they make a ton of money off of it, the natural response is going to be, we're going to make another one. Yeah. Um, and and I, I don't know if that's his goal. I don't know. Cause, because Get Out could have been, you know, in us, he could have tried to make us. He definitely could have made more movies mm-hmm. about because they leave that movie very open-ended at the end. Like they, mm-hmm. he definitely could have kept, made a second one. And who's to say he doesn't? Mm-hmm. Over time, maybe yeah, he does. eventually going back to it. But so far, it feels as if either he's setting up like a great universe of these horror films, uh-huh. or he's just making one-off movies. And I love it. I lo- I I do and genuinely enjoy the one-offs like this. Yeah, I it's mean, just a movie, a standalone like classic movie. Yeah, I think this movie was still phenomenal. I have issues with the story uh, itself, but the movie on its own is very interesting. And I am not a horror person. I've said that already. I this is not the a genre I'm usually into. Um, it was so fascinating to me, though. Uh, I think that there's a possibility how they left it that they could definitely make a second one. Yeah. Um, but if they don't, real, solid movie. I would like more explanation on some things, but whatever. Yeah, I would too. I uh, I would love some more explanations. I do love this like classic style 
I, I really do think that he's drawing the line in this is horror, not scary. Yes. Because I feel like horror movies and scary movies now try to be each other. Mm-hmm. And it's just like horror films may not have very scary, like, I need a jump scare here and there. Yeah. But I love the suspense of it. Like, it's just th- the thought of this is sca- is horrifying. Like, yeah. What you are seeing is a terror in itself. Yeah. And it's not about, I mean, there were plenty of jump scares and they were hilarious, to be honest, because yeah. they, they were jump scares because you were on your on the edge of your seats yeah. already. And again, like like Get Out was a horror movie. Mm-hmm. I'd say Us probably fell under the line more of scary because he had some pretty dark themes in there, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of jump scares in there. Mm-hmm. So if you if you know it, this movie though, just it felt like like yeah, I, I, I'm I'm trying to culminate my title as the horror king, like yes. as becoming a new one of the greats, not the king, but just mm-hmm. one of the greats, because you know that's his goal. Well, I think I think overall, just seeing someone getting. Being the person who's like, I'm going to write it, I'm going to direct it, I'm going to produce it, I'm going to do all of the major things because I love what I do, yep. and this is such an amazing thing I get to do. I mean, honestly, you get to watch a person living their dream. I'm sure he's he is so happy with what he's been oh, able yeah. to make already because that amount of work alone is phenomenal, and props to him for being able to do it. It's amazing to see. Um, we're coming to the end, I think. So what, we got to open up the banana meter. Uh, yeah, the banana meter. It's just a single banana in yep. front of us. Uh, curved. Curved. <laughs> Beautiful and yellow. And how much of the banana <sighs> is there, would you say, Ricky? This is the question I've been dreading this whole time. Mm-hmm. Because I, I really have been floating around a number. Mm-hmm. A couple different options. I think it's overall, it's a great movie. It's horrifying in some scenes, but the storyline, there are some pieces missing. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I I am happy I got the hype out of the way, like mm-hmm. because I I think if I had gone into this really hyped up, I would have given it a higher score. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put it around like seventy five banana. Seventy five banana. Yeah, very. It's 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 on the the cusp of like, it's just good mid like like it's, yeah. it's just it's a good movie. Mm. It's not the best movie I've seen in a long time. It's not the most horrifying movie I've seen in a long time. Mm. It's very horrifying. Yes, like, there are some scenes that are very intense. What's really carrying this score is the original idea. Absolutely, like that that right there alone, is beautiful. Like that that. If the storyline was better, this movie would have been so perfect. Yeah. It's just the character development just wasn't there as much for me. And honestly, I would have loved to have a little bit. M- I don't know. Like they, As soon as they started explaining what it was, some of the suspense is gone. Mm. And I know they could have kept adding more. But they didn't explain some of the suspense either. Yeah. Just with the man taking himself out, like, you know, killing himself. That was weird. Mm-hmm. TMZ guy felt really out of place. When the climax came together, it just wasn't all there. Yeah. I seventy five was actually the exact number I was thinking of as well. I don't want. Wow. I don't want to. Wow. It's not copying. I we literally had it in my head already. We don't talk about these reviews, people. All right, listen. This is a, this is a. We think of this and in the moment. I don't tell David my number. He doesn't tell me his. No. Um, but I was contemplating as we were talking. How much of a how big of a deal is it to me that uh, the story is just not there? I I genuinely don't think the plot was fleshed out. Uh, as much as it could have. 
It may have realistically been that it was there in the original script and they had to cut a ton of stuff for time. That's possible. Yeah, but um, he's he's the he was the main writer. I then and the main producer and the then director. I think so I think that more like it's I don't think the plot was fully there. I think there were a yeah. lot of stuff when like how big of a deal is it to me that when I'm in the theater watching it and we're getting towards the end and I know they're not going to flesh it out and I'm still confused about things. How upset am I that I feel dumb <laughs> right now that I don't get it and I'm going to have to go home and research it that I, I think that sucks uh, when that happens. However, I think this movie is significantly helped by the concept itself and the execution of the suspense and horror of it. Yeah. And again, with the, the idea of like, we know what it is and we're learning more about it and it becomes more terrifying. The more, you know, that is a really cool concept that I think is hard to do. So, but I do think taking 25% off is uh, sufficient to me for, uh, a lacking plot, in my opinion. Yeah. It's mainly the last quarter of the movie. Truthfully, really. truthfully yeah. Mm. Everything leading up until the jean jacket arc is just like, it's so good. Mm-hmm. And I love the, the concept here. It's just when it all came together, it felt really weird. Yeah. You felt confused in some areas. You want to be happy with the finale, but you're like, but that thing didn't tie in. And wh- why did this have to happen? Like, that sucks. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I don't know. They just when when we finally got to see it in its final form, they were very like um some horror movies will do this where they don't show the thing, you know, that's mm-hmm. terrorizing the town or whatever it may yeah. be. We saw this thing many times. We saw it a ton. We saw the inside of it mm-hmm. eating people. When it's forming into its final form, we don't see it very much. We I would have loved to seen some of it. Like uh, it's already there. You already got yeah. this. I know Listen, I know the budget's here because <laughs> it's epic. It's amazing. The budget was there. It was clearly We're filming there. the movie in IMAX. The budget is here, mm-hmm. clearly. This was an artistic view to not show it very much. Yeah. I think that's obviously because it's, you know we don't want to look at it. Otherwise, it comes for us. But yeah. I still, I mean, I, as the audience, I want to see a little bit. I do want to see it. I understood the why they were doing the angles they were doing where it was like in the background. You couldn't really see it yeah. because they were alluding to... We can't look at it, and that sucks because it it was we got like one one or two like solid shots where we really got to look at it, and it was gorgeous. It was a yeah. beautiful sight on the screen, uh, but all that to say, uh, really solid movie. I think it's worth seeing, uh, and we're I think we're in agreement on seventy five percent banana. 75 banana. Wow. Yeah. This, this that officially makes it the highest rated movie so far. Yes. In this podcast. In this history. podcast. Uh, with that, uh, it's the best movie we've seen. Yes. <laughs> so far. <laughs> it's number one. Yeah. It holds the keys. Um, with that, I think that's, uh, I think we're coming to a close on this episode. So thank you so much for listening to our, uh, in-depth critical review of the movie. No, very professional. No. Very professional. Uh, <laughs> um, we really appreciate the support. If you enjoyed, uh, we would love if you go su- uh, support us by reviewing us on uh, Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts at. Um, 
The other thing is we did start up a Twitter, which should be active at this point. Ricky, if you can pull up oh, the, yeah. the username. For oh, it. yeah. The username, we are Straight Dude Date Nights. The username is at Dude Dates. At Dude Dates. It's a capital D for dude. No <laughs> space. Capital D Dates. Perfect. Uh, that is our official Twitter account. If you guys prefer others, social media platforms, uh, too bad. <laughs> this what? is the main one. Maybe an Instagram, but I feel like we can accomplish everything on Twitter. You, yes. Facebook, we will not touch. Twitter will be easier for us to communicate with people, and they can reach out if you got <laughs> reblog our stuff or n- reblog, repost our stuff, retweet if, it, whatever. If it is. I have to move to marketing this podcast on Facebook, <laughs> I will no longer be doing this podcast. <laughs> True. Facebook <laughs> is dead to me. Mm-hmm. I will go to LinkedIn before I go to Facebook. That would be wild. <laughs> I will promote this on LinkedIn and connect with everybody in mm-hmm. the film industry before I promote this on Facebook. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so. Uh yeah, go follow us at at dude dates right dude dates at yep. dude dates. Uh, let us know what you think of the show, and uh, other than that, Ricky, it was. I truly enjoyed being scared in a big theater, just the two of us together seeing this movie. It was a delight. And the comfort having you right beside me. Yeah, it was it was beautiful. The the moment when we looked at each other and both after a little scream came out, I looked at you and I felt comforted. Yes. I knew I was in the right place at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> this moment is forever. Sure. <laughs> I mean, it's immortalized, I guess. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoy it. Have a great week. Bye-bye.